Hello. This is the Hot Jello Podcast. Today we'll be talking Nigerian Ama Piano Essentials in nine interpretations. Before we get into this episode proper, just as an advice for music heads and artists or creatives who work closely with artists at the music formation stage, all you need to do to move from obscurity to a platform is a good song. That is the advice. The truth remains that all you need is a good song as an artist. I've seen quite a bunch of new artists expend energy that could have better been used to make a single, a good song, in quotes, directed towards making an EP, an LP, or what have you. The problem with this is that as much as it opens you up to respectability as an artist, that is not what you need. You are not trying to compete with established artists like Whiskey, Davido, Burner Boy, Joe Boy, Fireboy, Rema, and the likes, or even Normally. What you are trying to do is to get people to listen to your song. And the best way to get people to listen to your song is to have a good song. Why I think this is counterproductive, making an EP or an LP or a project as an upcoming artist is there are chances that you may not have the funding you need to make a good project. That's just the truth. A lot of perspective and creativity goes into creating a sound sonic project and it costs a lot of money to do that from music production stage to promotion, songwriting and all of that stuff. To get quality distinct instrumentation or production, if you would like to call it that, you need the range of 50 to 100 key to 200 to 300 key as the case may be. Then there is promotion, you have to pay creatives for songwriting, um, um, album or EP art and all of that stuff. Before you do an EP, a solid EP, you're talking up a million, a million, five hundred thousand naira. And trust me, I don't think many of these upcoming artists have that kind of money. So my advice is that stick with creating a good song, getting good instrumentation, getting a very sound songwriter, make good music, channel all your energy into pushing that music. And trust me, when you attract the good listenership, investors would come. And from the money you get from investment, you can pour that back into making a very sound solid project and establish yourself as an artist worthy of respectability but that's just my way of looking at it and it's an advice i'd like to give out because i've seen a lot of artists recently trying to pull that line of creating an ep even when they should have been more attentive to getting listeners to pay attention to them first that's the advice i have now let's talk on my piano the topic we have for today there is this thin line between appropriation of art or like some people would like to call it being a culture vulture as a kind of you know and there is versatility or range in artistry this line or this demarcation is marked by interpretation that's my own view on the matter it depends on how well you interpret this other culture you are trying to incorporate into your art. 
music is in universal, in, in universal language and I think gatekeeping is actually bad for how well a genre can grow. Different people can have different interpretations of a new culture. Take for instance reggae. The way a Nigerian would do reggae is not the same way a Jamaican would do reggae. And I think reggae has actually done a lot for Jamaicans as a cultural exploitation because for a country of 15 million people, they are actually very popular, very powerful culturally, that is, not politically. They are very powerful culturally because an artist from Jamaica can make a song that will go viral and worldwide. Why don't we just allow other genres in Africa to be that way, export culture, instead of gatekeeping and saying, oh, only us can do this stuff, only us can do this stuff. I don't think gatekeeping is actually, to me, it's counterproductive. So that's just what I think, and I'm not going to enforce my beliefs on the authentic owners of these different genres. If they get angry at how some other cultures interpret their own invention, it's very valid. It's very valid. So no disrespect meant by what I said. I just felt like, why don't give other people chances to make or interpret your culture? It's quite obvious how Amapiano has infiltrated every part of African music as it is right now. Everybody's hopping on the sound and putting their spin or their own versatility on it. This has been immense in bringing it to new audiences because I don't think a lot of people would actually know Amapiano if if we're not for how African artists have exported it to different countries and all of that stuff. For a feel of what OG Amapiano sounds like, I recommend Kauza the Smalls Spoonono featuring Whiskey, Burner Boy, Kaspanyovest and Madumane. What you would observe from this song is the distinct use of a rhythmic traditional percussion. There is a step to it, just from listening. Very sparse, open, like chop, chop, drop, chop, chop, drop, chop, chop, drop. That kind of rhythm. That's I'm a piano rhythm. I think it's from Kwaito, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's from Kwaito, another form of South African music. And it's layered with shakers. If you pay attention, you'd also hear that. And there's this deep brass piano as the superstructure over that percussioning that just sucks you in with this languid effect. You, if you understand what I'm trying to say. If you listen to this song, you would understand that is what Amapiano sounds like for those who don't actually have a clear understanding of what Amapiano is as a sound. Am I communicating? The appeal of Amapiano to me is its simplicity. It, it, there is always ample room for the artist to be creative to be lyrically free on the instrumentation and it creates a very vibey atmosphere. Of course, trust Nigerian artists to always jump on something very vibrational with an interpretation of their own. This is why I think Nigerians actually should have an interpretation of this sound 
and I'm glad that I could actually come up with something on their interpretations, different range of interpretations. There are a lot of songs like that in Nigerian music space right now with our piano vibes, with different interpretations that shows the artistic range of our Nigerian artists. And before we go too much into talking about what does not concern us, let's concern ourselves with the list. Number nine. Number nine is LAX's Golo. There was actually competition for this space because I didn't want to make a 10 number list we're in the ninth month good luck so we're trying to make nine number lists so i, I instead of Fauzi's squander i went with lax's go low as i mentioned in the build up to this list our piano incorporates the traditional percussioning of kwaito only to a different rhythm i think it's plucked up a little bit and the fusion of shakers and techno chords over the superstructure of the pacing drum is undeniably what distinguishes our piano from other kinds of music. On this track, the instrumentation didn't even need to be too different from traditional Ama piano for LAX to register his own vibrations on the song. I mean, his album is literally titled Zaza Vibes, so you were sure to get very good vibes from the song. And this song is undeniably very good vibes. It's Nigerian to the core from its lyricism. Not much else, but I think with just that vibration on it, that feel of LAX on it, it brings it home for me. That's just what I think. I mean, the syncretism of Amapiano having established itself in Nigerian music conscious is very obvious in this song. And I think it's important as an experimentation of the sound to have made LAX's album and of course, it shows how versatile he is with his sound and his vibrations. So, number nine is LAX's Golo for me, which knocks out Fauzi's squander. From number eight, it gets kind of straightforward. There, there doesn't have to be any competition because I actually fuck with these songs. So pardon me for cursing. I actually like these songs, so I, I think they should make my list. Number eight for me is Mastercraft, Zlatan, and Bella Schmurda, Hallelujah. There is no way to make a list of the most influential Nigerian producers of the millennium era without including Mastercraft. He has made some of the best songs over the past decade, from Whiskey to um, Davido to... CDQ, that's the name I'm trying to recall. They are very, 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 very potent combo. Mastercraft and CDQ. And it's... His name is a very important name. So when we heard that he was going to make an Amar Piano record, we knew it was going to be a game. It's very hard to miss an Amar Piano track, if, except you're a very terrible musician. And Mastercraft's interpretation is unique because he feels this supposedly spars kind of vibe with musical instrumentation like the soft melodies instead of that deep house kind of melody and very few other producers can have such a touch on my piano and enlisting Bella Schmurda and Zlatan to the song sealed the record before it was even played for me because I knew those two are mm -hmm. and speaking of Bella Schmurda there's always something so heartfelt about the way he sings that reminds me of early 2000s, uh, 2010, Orishefemi. 
in the way that I grew up in a very close proximity to Rishifemi's sound. I was I I I knew him from when he was in junglist with some other dude, Chi junglist, I think. It's such an important voice, as Whiskey said, in Nigerian music because of how emotive it is. Some artists sing and it's very passive. You it's almost like okay, let them just sing and go. But when Velashmurda sings, it's like he performs. It's such a pleasurable way and a pleasurable feeling that when an artist performs and you can feel their energy from the song that they make, I think this is why Velashmurda reflects, or this is where he reflects how good he actually is in the fact that he performs the song, he doesn't just sing. So, Hallelujah is my number eight Ama Piano song because of how good it is. Number seven, I'm a piano song with um, different interpretations according to Nigerian artists is Naira Mali and Busiswa coming. As much as Naira Mali is a controversial creator of art, you cannot deny the thoughtfulness that goes into what he does. There is always something that sets him apart and even if you can't perceive it, your subconscious picks up on it and informs you of how good of a genius or how much of a genius this guy is. Coming is one of such songs where he shows how good he actually is. You can see the difference between songs like Goal, um, um, what's this other song? Um, I'm trying to recall this other song where he, he, he there's this range you get. But even when Naramali does it, he does it in a very different way from how well everybody does it. Well, every artist, of course, has their own interpretation of sound. And I, I respect Naramali because of how well he thinks of his sound before he makes them. Unlike most artists' representation or interpretation of Amapiano, Naira doesn't use the quieto percussion. Instead, he uses a traditional Afrobeat drum pattern over that deep house shaker sound you get these brass chords just go on over Afrobeat tune and it's it's it just shows like i said his thoughtfulness his interpretation is that thoughtfulness of incorporating our piano and Afrobeats and merging them at the middle so he's basically flipping the infrastructure of our piano instead of that quieto beat paced up or um intense quieto sound he uses Afrobeat, and you just have to admire the thoughts behind it and the fact that he enlisted Busiswa, you know me now, I like Busiswa. <laughs> so that's my number eight or number seven song for this list, Naramali and Busiswa coming. Number six song for me on this list is DJ KYS and Fino Highway. As I said in the beginning, Ama Piano is a fusion genre. There are a lot of sounds that come to making Ama Piano tick. This song replaces that deep house chords. Notice how it's quite different from Naramali's interpretation. And it just lets the percussion ride from start to finish with a higher piano note. Instead of those deep brass chords that we played, this song is lighter on the piano chords. And it's on loop from start to finish. This 
instrumentation is strategic because of Fino's vocals. Because uh, I don't think Fino's vocals would have done well on that deep house feel. And it offers a new perspective on Ama Piano to me as a music listener. You can perceive the effort at a novel art form from the song itself in which there's an authenticity to how the creative form comes together. The catchy chorus, of course, and the Fino's lyricism just takes it a notch higher for me. So I don't see immediately how it could have been bettered. But if it could have been bettered, I don't know how it could have. So many people might have a different idea, but that's just how this song ticks for me. Number five song for me on this list is Niniola Oshap featuring Busiswa. I got this from my album when I was actually researching on this list. Many people would actually go with a song like Look Like Me. But there's something about a hit song that when you have it, you'll know you have it. Oshap is that kind of song. While Look Like Me is a more strict Ama Piano song from her, the title of her album is Colors and Sounds, by the way. While Look Like Me is a more strict sound, I, I think it sounds too much like what Moonchild Sanelli would have done. I don't know if she wrote the song and, like, or co-wrote the song with Niniola. I would be forgiven for, or I ask for forgiveness if I made that error. But it sounds too much like what Moonchild Sanelli would done. I don't think it sounds authentically Niniola. But that's just what I think. Other people might disagree with that thought. But Oshap is very different in the sense that it's an Amapiano vibe, but it's authentically Niniola. The choice of percussion stands out from the start. It's not the regular flat percussion in. It echoes a certain type of way. Like when you hit the drum, it goes Moko. instead of that, bah, bah, bah. just drops and echoes and reverberates, if that's the word to use. And the choice of the feature also, it's just mind blowing for me. So I'll take Oshap over Look Like Me on the I'm a Piano Vibe with a Nigerian interpretation. Ninyola and Busiswa. Oshap is my number five song on this list. My number four song on this list is a very popular song because I mentioned it last week when I was making the other list. Loji and Sars, Mona Lisa. The word that came to my head when I was listening to Mona Lisa for the very first time was divine. This song actually touches you to a drawn-out orgasm. You just want the torture to end because it's too good for you to stop it on your own. The song does not have any reason to have been made because, God, this song is perfect. I I don't I don't I can't think of I I can't think of what could have been added to it. It's a piano on steroids. Spaz is impeccable. Loje is fluent. The flutation that's. Ah, see, I, I'm blushing right now when I'm thinking of the song. I actually like the song that much. That flutation behind the beats, just so soulful, so neat. Ah, 
man, let me get back to the list. I beg. I don't know. I was caught away, caught up there in that song, and there's this guitar strings that come on as a break between the hook and a verse that is also very strategic because it brings the song to a very new height and just introduces new vibrations to I'm a piano as a genre of music and everything is so full it's like a pot of soup with so much meat and there is no way to get enough broth from the pot and you can't explain with I'm a piano how this supposedly sparse kind of instrumentation should have that much going on in the song and still sound so good so the approach blows everything out of water and rinses it and that's why it's my number four song on this list my number three song on this list is Zinoliski Kilofeshi I have a bias for Zinoliski I mean I'm really running propaganda for everybody I know around me I like Zinoliski more than I like most artists and there's a reason why there's just something that stands out about him you know his sound, it sounds like something that would never go boring in the next five years. There are some artists you'd hear and you say, mm, this guy might go boring after a few years. Or this song might get tiring after a few years. But there's something about Zinoliski's voice that just assures you that he would be here for a very long time. And I like that kind of artist. It sounds like something like Whiskey was back in 2010s. Zinoliski doesn't actually try to sing. He just tries to vibe. He's a very laid-back, chill kind of artist. And what better genre to vibe to than a piano? With Kilofeshi, this guy vibes. He flutes, something like Don Tolliver would. It's a very difficult skill to learn if you don't have it as an artist. This way of creating an oral or auditory ambience. Zinoliski does that with ease, with so much ease even I think he's using jazz because if I begin normally if I don't find Zinoliski good since I just this guy just sounds so good on this song and if you have not heard it it's a fusion of Afrobeat saxophone and the Ama piano rhythm perfect for Zinoliski in my opinion and he made a very beautiful tune to hear any day, anywhere, anytime. So that's my number three song on this list. Zinoliski, Kilofeshi. Give it a listen today and um, of course you can always see what you think about it. My number two song on this list is Rema's Woman. Looking back to this song, I, I think I think the idea of Congolese Makosa and Sukus being a staple in Nigerian music consciousness in the early 2000s was actually a very good thing. Over the years, artists like Inyanya, Casey, and Tennessee's Minjin have made interpretation of that sound and made hits from it. Some of these hits can actually be played today and still be a banger. Flavor. Um, what's that other Nyanya song that sounds very Makusai? Minjin, Kupe de Kale, Kesi, um, that is a very famous hit. All those sounds, actually sounds that would still bang in parties today, so this is why I think Rema is a genius. 
he managed to fuse this ama piano sound and that makosa rhythm into one song and made a monster hit of it this interpretation is mental to me because i don't i don't i like i like creatives that think out of the box like this bring things that nobody would have seen coming show us why you are a list don't just take pictures for the gram and go and relax think out of the box that's my kind of artist and that's why i fuck with rema a lot and the fact that the lyrics are also very relatable with fluent use of his benin slangs and all of that stuff it's just genius man guys just genius i don't think rema gets enough props or propaganda for how well he can create a nigerian song that's a true nigerian song there's some artists that sing and you'll be like okay this guy is not singing for me but rema sings and he's singing for everybody you don't you don't you don't even you don't even have to hide it rema's song can appeal to everybody in nigeria he's like the authentic nigerian artist and i think i give him a lot of props for that and i'm glad that this song was released and not kept in the hard drive so you should actually fuck with this song if you're looking for an piano song to get your groove on this weekend so that's my number two song rema's woman my number one song for this list is Rexy and Mubad, KPK. Ah. So, when the song was released, I didn't know who sang the song. I just assumed it was Zlatan. It was a noise when it came out. A very large noise. It was everywhere. From Keke, to buses, to Uber, to radio, to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. It was everywhere. It was one of the very first Nigerian songs to put a spin on Ama Piano and um, give an idea of how we can interpret that sound to our own audience. It's so much of Afrobeats as well as cities of Ama Piano. So it kind of meets in the middle and this interpretation for the production of course is far more energetic than your usual ama piano vibe. It's something you can dance to and sweat to and all of that. The scrapping drum even features more on this. The shakers is more prominent. You can hear it clearly. And that famous Rexy, your Rexy on this one, that tagline and all of that, just does well to bring the vibe, that Afrobeat vibe and. It also brought Mobile to prominence than any of his previous works did. And I am glad that this song was made. So, kudos to Rexy and Mobile for making this song. And that's my list for Ama Piano in Nigerian interpretation, nine Nigerian interpretations, the Nigerian Ama Piano Essential. So, if you enjoyed this list and you're listening from everywhere, you can subscribe, like, comment, or, you know. So hopefully we'll be seeing sometime next week. This is Hot Jello Podcast. Ciao.